Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. And welcome back to the May 2nd, 2018 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club. Coming to you from the beautiful St. Vincent's Hospital in Sydney. My name is Damien Murchie. I'm here with Dr. Opress Singler. And the next paper is Transverse Cervical Artery, Consistent Anatomical Landmarks and Clinical Experience with its Use as Recipient Artery in Complex Head and Neck Reconstruction. This is by Tesla et al. And this is from the March 2017 PRS, so way back in time. But Apresh, what was this paper about in a nutshell? So the, the basic premise about the paper was that head and neck reconstructions can be quite complicated by previous surgery and previous radiation therapy leading to the frozen, frozen neck scenario, which can mean lack of suitable recipients uh, for vascular anastomosis. Uh, what the authors have described is using the transverse cervical artery as an alternative uh, second-line recipient vessel in these situations, which can minimise the risks with the use of vein grafts, uh, etc. The way they approached the study was to firstly do a cadaver dissection on 72 necks, and then used their data on 19 patients to present their results. Um, the, in their cadaveric dissections, they described the transverse cervical artery as consistently being present in 100% of the specimens, um, and had good uh, length from four to seven, and had a good mean diameter. And similarly with the cervical vein, it was present in about 85% and had good length and diameter. And in their clinical study, they described 19 cases uh, using the transverse cervical artery, uh, and only 74% of those used the same vein, but they had 0% flap loss uh, in, the, in the study. So in, in the conclusion is that um, the transverse cervical artery is comparable in terms of diameter and blood flow, and integrity uh, when compared to the external carotid artery. And another part of the study, it's shown to be even better because on histological examination, uh, there was less luminal stenosis from atherosclerosis and irradiation compared to the external carotid artery system. Uh, and they say that uh, it's found in a well-defined triangle, uh, which is the dorsal edge of the SCM medially, the clavicle inferiorly, and the external jugular vein laterally. So what are the main things you need to watch out for when you're, when you're going for this vessel as a recipient vessel? Yeah, so the, the other things they've described that uh, on the right side need to be wary of the phrenic nerve, which uh, lies... Well, on both sides. On both sides, yeah, yeah. which lies on the, just on, on top of the anterior scalene muscles. And on the left side, uh, it needs to be of the uh, thoracic duct. Uh, which lies just above the artery. Yeah. But what they well, have it's going to be anterior, yeah. Anterior, yeah. Uh, anterior sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, so, what, but they've also described that they really had to, in their dissections, proceed as proximal to SOS to encounter these structures. Uh, so, the dissection is quite safe. Uh, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a good thing to keep in mind when uh, you do have a difficult scenario where you can't find the vessels. Yeah. Uh, were there any concerns you had with the paper? Uh, the main the main concern was the the lack of uh, sufficient diagrams. Yeah, yeah. I would have thought, given they had so many cadaveric dissections, it would have been nice to see a couple of cadaveric uh, uh, demonstrations of the vessel. Um, 
and I thought the graphics that they included uh, were under-labelled yes. um, and they could have probably given the uh, anatomical triangle which they described, either have a graphic of it or even better, a, a cadaveric demonstration of that cadaveric, of that uh, triangle, you know, with the SCM, yep. the clavicle and the external uh, jugular vein. Yep. The only other thing to say about the triangle is uh, they didn't actually mention it when they were talking about the dissection. Uh, they they did sort of mention um, a high order lot. They didn't actually mention, uh, and they mentioned you might have to move external jugular out of the way. Um, I didn't actually mention it as part of the sort of dissecting triangle. Yeah. But that's just by the by. But I just thought, then that did so many anatomical dissections and you know injected contrast dye into the vessel and the like. Um, I would have thought they could have given us some better images. Absolutely. Yeah. But other than that, certainly a very interesting paper, and it's certainly something to have in the back of your mind if you're running into trouble. Uh, looking for uh, possible recipient vessels for a free flap. Yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.